Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Kyramed and Proven Investments Limited. My name is Keisha Hill and welcome to Impacting Jamaica. The True Tribute Organization Foundation has as its mandate to provide a primary source of information on the accomplishments, invaluable contributions and pioneering efforts of extraordinary influential pioneers of Jamaican music and culture. Joining us today on Impact in Jamaica is Leroy Graham Jr. of True Tribute Organization Foundation. Leroy, thank you for joining us on Impact in Jamaica. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me, Miss Hill, and uh, your staff at Impact. Uh, it's an honor for me to be here. All right, fabulous. So. First, we're hearing about this organization. What is the True Tribute Organization Foundation? When was it created and why okay. is it necessary to establish this organization? Okay, the um, True, Tribute, uh, True Tribute Organization Foundation was established in August of 2014. And uh, the purpose of the organization is to acknowledge, commemorate, preserve, protect and continue the rich legacies of, as we had stated before, extraordinary individuals who exhibited uh, you know, an indomitable will and fortitude to triumph over a lot of challenges in providing certain uh, opportunities that we're taking advantage of today and actually create pathways for other individuals uh, in the arts and in other areas. Um, it's it was necessary to create this organization because uh, as a child, my father actually uh, introduced me to a lot of the pioneers in the music business. My father himself, he was a uh, journalist and he came to the States and um, he I came here when I was 11 years old. And through him, I was able to become knowledgeable of my culture and maintain my culture and meet the some of the people who were responsible for um, uh, developing um, reggae music in particular. And so after over the years, seeing the effort that a lot of these individuals put in their work and seeing the music itself, now reggae music is now, you know, embraced by the world. Uh, these individuals who created it died very poor, um, you know, uh, they went through certain hardships, certain challenges, no one there to help them. So I decided through my relationship with these individuals to establish an organization that would actually protect their legacy and also um, create um, certain avenues where, uh, you know, certain um, assistance could be provided to some of them. Um, and that that's that's uh, you know there are other reasons there too. There's an educational component, which I'll explain a little later on. But the overall is to help protect, preserve our music legacy and culture. 
All right, so you're helping to protect, preserve our right. culture. Right. You mentioned that your father was a journalist. Yes. Um, what was his name? My father was Leroy V. Graham, and he actually worked for the Gleaner as a graphic artist in the 50s and 60s, and then started writing for the Gleaner. Uh, came to the United States in the late 60s, worked closely with the Jamaica Progressive League, and established the first Caribbean American news publication here in the United States. All right, so you have sought to follow a bit in his footsteps in, you know, preserving the legacy. The Gleaner has been preserving Jamaica's legacy for over 180 years. All right, so let's look at how do the artists, you know, these music entities, industry professionals and organizations benefit from being a part of the foundation? What the foundation does is the foundation educates. That's a very important um, part of, of this organization is to educate. And when I say educate, I mean educate um, about the um, business aspect of the music business, for example. Um, I myself have been fortunate enough to have worked with three of the major performing rights organizations here in the United States. ASCAP, CSAC, and BMI. I'm also quite familiar and could give you a history on the formation of JCAP in Jamaica because I also, along with my friend, uh, Winston Tucker, who is actually the nephew of Jimmy Tucker, <clears throat> Jimmy Tucker, who I think recently passed, uh, came to Jamaica in the early 90s um, to um, introduce um, a performing rights organization by the name of True Tribute, True Tri uh, not True Tribute, excuse me, excuse me, um, PCPRS, Pan-Caribbean Performing Rights Organization. And this is when the um, PRS had um, decided uh, not to... Um, not to pursue their interests in Jamaica anymore. And this was in our own 1993. And that's when the Copyright Act was amended in Jamaica. So we came down with a proposal to form an organization. And eventually in 1998, um, um, JCAP was formed. So what, what we wanted to do basically is to um, educate individuals in regards to intellectual property rights so that when they write a song, they know that it needs to be copywritten. Uh, when a song is performed, they know that they're supposed to get performance royalties and these type of things. Um, another thing is to provide um, uh, document the history of people such as uh, Mr. Dodd, Coxon Dodd from Studio One, who established the first Black-owned um, uh, production entity, music production entity in Jamaica and where all these legends, Bob Marley, Marcia Griffiths came from and so forth. Um, in my opinion, Mr. Dada has not gotten his just due in terms of the invaluable contribution that he has made to Jamaican music and culture. And therefore, um, it's part of my objective through the organization to make sure that we uh, document and um, 
provide some means of education in the form of um, a curriculum that would include um, uh, individuals such as Mr. Dad in, in their uh, curriculum so that they know who these people are. You have the Rex Nettlefords, you have the Louise Bennett's and so forth. Uh, my thing is that uh, to give people certain, um, you know, accolades, you have certain prefixes that they and suffixes end and beginning of their names, OD and all that. What happens after that? You give them OD, so what? What does that mean? Okay. Does any uh, child growing up know um, what uh, major contributions or sacrifices those individuals have made to the upliftment of the country and so forth? So a great part of this organization is to educate, document and educate. I'm of the opinion that those who have gone through the experience and know better should do better in terms of um, educating uh, the public as to who these, and I'll use the word, who these black contributors of Jamaican society are. All right, so that is quite understandable that you would want persons to know the history of some of these uh, musicians, especially you've just mentioned Sir Cox Dodd. Yes. Who many of the young artists, uh, musicians perhaps would not be too familiar with. And going forward in the histories of Jamaica history canals, we can... Um, look back and say that these persons were very instrumental in the development of our reggae music. But not only reggae music, what you find out is that, um, you know, history, there are certain, certain uh, materials of narratives have been put out there. Um, it's, it's being put out there by individuals who have not lived the experience. Okay, and I'll use this for example. Okay, everyone looks at, let's say, for example, Roger Stephens, right? Well, he's supposed to be the largest collector of um, reggae memorabilia and so forth, and, and supposed to be a, a, an expert on Bob Marley and Jamaican reggae music and all these type of things. Uh, there were, uh, he, things were told to him by people who live the experiences. And um, these uh, things are then put in his uh, narrative or his context. And really there are a lot of people that have been left out. So I, I for one would not believe 100% in what he writes as to the history of Jamaican music. Um, because I've been fortunate enough to meet the people who were actually parts of those history. So my thing is that those who have lived the experience and know those who have gone through what they have gone through should write about it. As an educator and someone who have uh, been associated with these individuals, I think it's very important for um, you know us to put things in their proper perspective. And in light of uh, the fact too, when you look at history and black history in particular, um, that is somehow being diluted 
uh, we need to be concerned about that and we need to make sure that um, um, the, the proper narrative is put out there and that children know who these influential individuals are. They don't have to be musicians, all right? But people uh, of influence, people of color, um, who have made significant contributions to Jamaica's history. All right, and that is what the True Tribute Organization Foundation is doing, collating this information for future reference. All right. That's one of the objectives, yes. That's a couple of the objectives, yes. All right, so in, in our next segment, we're going to look at what are the other areas. Um, you have... In an upcoming Jamaican music experience, right? Uh, tell us some more about this upcoming event. It is called Jamaican Music Experience and True Tribute Organization Foundation Award. Uh, tell us some more about it. And now, a word from our sponsors. A toast only works if it's shared with others, even when we're miles apart. So let's cheer each other on. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken Company. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facilities maintenance needs? Visit Manpoint Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom, cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpoint Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Keisha, just like me tell Pinky. Give GPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here. So you can't stop, knock me door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You're not for us. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsgo.com for more info. Welcome back to our podcast. Okay, well, the um, Jamaican Music Experience and the, the, the Foundation Award, um, the inaugural event was uh, in 2018, which is four years after I started um, True Tribute Organization. And um, the whole idea there, and again, part of what the organization is all about, is to try and honor these individuals while they are alive, not when they are gone, right? Um, so for example, in um, 2018, we honored uh, Lester Sterling, who right now is the last surviving member of the original Scatalites, foundation member of the Scatalites. Um, we honored uh, Charles Organiers, who oh, the harmonica, most of the, the, the harmonica playing that you heard like in the, um, let's say 60s, 70s, and even 80s. Oh, that was um, him. Yes, that's Charles Argonaires, and he's in Chicago, he's living in Chicago, right? Um, there's Eric Monte Morris, 
Um, these are individuals that no nobody know about, you know. Um, so this year, we're acknowledging um, Jimmy Cliff. We're acknowledging Burning Spear, which is Winston Rodney, who, in my opinion, is one of the most consistent individuals in terms of uh, respect for the music and putting forth positive messages in his music. And one of the strongest advocates for uh, Marcus Garvey, um, of course, Jamaica's first national hero. Um, um, we're looking at Derek Morgan, one and Derek Morgan, uh, Johnny Osborne, another individual who have been around for a very long time and has not been acknowledged by anyone. We're looking at uh, Constantine Vision Walker, all these individuals, uh, um, Doreen Schaefer, uh, Beverly Kelso, and a couple others. Um, we're looking at some posthumous acknowledgement to Sonny Bradshaw. Sonny Bradshaw, who started the Jamaican Federation of Musicians. All right, how many children know that? How many musicians coming out of Jamaica know that? Not many. Uh, well, I knew right? that, but Sonia, no. <laughs> Right. Sonia Pottinger, the Sonia first Pottinger. Mm -hmm. female producer, record producer in Jamaica. All right. And who produced a lot of um, uh, Marcia Griffith's uh, acclaim album, you know, Truly and stuff like that. That's Miss Pottinger. How many people know about her? Rolando Alfonso, my teacher and my mentor, um, who played with the Scatolites. Um, Toots Hibbert. Um, and uh, we're also looking at Don Drummond's. Now, the reason why I selected Don Drummond's is that I don't know if you know who Don Drummond's was. Don Drummond's, in my opinion, uh, along with um, Ernie Rankin, in terms of musical arrangers and creators of music, Don Drummond's was like the cornerstone of the of the of the uh, Scatolites in terms of our, uh, coming up with new creation, new sound, new music. And um, it was quite unfortunate in terms of his situation. And I think the outcome would have been a lot different for Don Drummond's had Jamaica uh, looked at mental illness with more seriousness and um, really um, gave, uh, had, you know, had the proper intervention um, um are, are interceded with a proper intervention to assist on Drummond's with whatever mental um uh situation that he was going through at that time. Or else I'm pretty sure that the outcome would have been quite different. Now, because of that tragedy that took place, it overshadowed all the important work and invaluable contribution that Don Drummond's have made to Jamaican music. And in my opinion, if you look at um, songs that have been done and redone. Um, all of them came from those original arrangements of Don Drummond's. So the whole idea there is to bring awareness and highlight um, the issue of mental illness in Jamaica and the fact that it needs to be uh, treated more seriously. Uh, there need to be uh, proper uh, approaches and uh, intervention-wise, and assisting people, individuals who are uh, right. Wasn't, going um, through those types of situations. Uh, I think it was in the 1960s that he had an issue 
uh, conviction or something like that where he right um, right well I, I I didn't really want to get it yes but he ended up um he ended, an unfortunate situation he ended up murdering his girlfriend right at that time um Marguerite Mafu. uh so uh I'm of the opinion that had he had Jamaica treated mental illness with more seriousness and not look at it as a taboo or that, that the man they just mad, you know, uh, had it been looked at differently and that issue been addressed uh, with more seriousness that um, people like Don Drummond's and many like Don Drummond's would have gotten the proper uh, assistance and the outcomes in their lives would have been a lot different. So uh, I feel that um, the tragic situation that happened with Don Drummond should be an example that uh, the uh, government should really look at um, 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 paying uh, and giving more seriousness to individuals um, with mental illness, make sure that there are programs out there that uh, really address the issue issues that they have properly. Hold on, yes. you are looking at persons who will receive awards. About right, how many right. in all? Because you're giving me a list here. That right, seems as if right. there are many others. Right. So there, there, there are a few others. There are radio personalities uh, such as Mr. Ken Williams. Um, Ken Williams is a pioneer of radio in uh, the United States. And as far as um, really introducing uh, some of these artists to the various platforms in the United States, such as the Mighty Diamonds, Bob Marley, and many others, um, were the first Jamaican to actually become pro program director, one of program director for a major radio station in the United States for over 11 years and uh, Ken continues to do great work in Jamaica. Uh, people like Jeff Sarge, again, reggae schoolroom, again, positively promoting the music and, and, and um, getting people involved as far as the positive aspect of the music. Carl B. Marksy, another one, uh, Conroy Allison. And then we look at community leaders, such as Sadie Campbell, who is the current president of the Jamaica Progressive League, Leslie Ann Samuels, who is currently the president of UJA, um, uh, Michael Duncan, who is now the current president of the UNIA. And I'm pretty sure you're familiar with the UNIA, Miss Hill. Yes, so um, we are. <laughs> I am familiar yes. with that, of course. Good. That's the, now, that's the Marcus Garvey um, initiative there organization, you know, right, you know, Negro Improvement Association. You'd be surprised to know that uh, many individuals in their even 30s cannot tell me what that acronym means or what it stands for, so forth. And then we're looking at Faye and Carl Rodney, who for the past 38 years, uh, their paper was actually second to my father's paper. <laughs> And but they're still around, still publishing, and still um, providing important uh, information um, to the Caribbean, not just Jamaica, Jamaicans, the Caribbean. Um, so these individuals, and everything is being categorized. I know people say, "Oh, you have so much people." Yeah, 
Yes. People uh, who put all the work need to be acknowledged. All right. And um, if you wait around, they'll not be here because a couple of people who was on the so-called list only will be Scratch Perry. Unfortunately, um, Tabby Diamond, uh, Bunny from the Mighty Diamonds. All right. These individuals are gone. So what? Yes, they are. What's going to happen to them? What's going to happen to their legacy? Who's going to tell their story? Who's going to tell their story? The Mighty Diamonds already tell us in a very important, very important song, Identity. That's an extremely important song. Because a lot of, I see a lot of children growing up in Jamaica today. They don't know who they are because they don't know their true history. They're confused. People like um, Burning Spear, who's alive and doing well. Okay, Burning Spear, when I was growing up, I heard the song, Christopher Columbus was a damn blasted liar. And that made me took a stock and really did some research and stuff like that. And he was right. You know, we have to look at history. That's why history is so important. And I'm concerned with the way in which even Jamaica is going as an educator here. That's when it comes to history and when it comes to black history, that in the schools in Jamaica, they are not pushing black history the way it should be. Well, we're happy so, that your organization is trying to assist and make up in this area. Uh, question here, though. You mentioned yes. the persons who will be getting the awards. And right. It's quite an illustrious list of uh, persons associated with Jamaican culture. Uh, right. There's a music component. So, uh, who are some yes. of the persons that will be performing? Right. So this is a tribute. So naturally, we are going to be uh, giving some information about these individuals and, and playing their music. We're looking at um, Toots' daughter, Geneve Hibbert. Geneve will be doing the tribute to Toots, right? Rightfully so. Um, Carl McDonald, a renowned um, international reggae artist. Um, he'll be there giving tribute to Burning Spear. Um, we have um, Miss Myrna Haig, right? Myrna Haig is, uh, is the wife of the late Sonny Bradshaw. And Myrna Haig and Sonny Bradshaw started the um, Otrius Jazz Festival over some 30 years ago. So Myrna, Miss Haig will be down um, to pick up the award for her husband. But I'm going to tell you a little surprise right now. And um, it's the first time she's going to know that. When she comes down, I just purchased her tickets today, by the way. She's also going to be acknowledged for her work. Oh, so I said Hague, she, she has a dual role to play. She's going to perform she, and she's right, also right. acknowledged. I, and she's just, it, I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> you're the first one to know about that. So she'll be surprised. I haven't told her that yet. Um, and, you know, I just emailed her today, tell her that she got, she got about her ticket. But um, I didn't tell her that also um, she's going to be uh, given an award for the work that she has been doing. And uh, speaking of her, you know, the, the women, um, there are lots of women uh, who have been behind the scenes and not, in, in, and not up front, who have been doing a lot of work and who have been the backbone to the successes of, of a lot of these, uh, I'll say, the, the, these men out there. So 
Um, we have international women in reggae who will be doing the tribute to Sonia Pottinger. And we have uh, Majed, um, uh, which will be, you know, part of what I do too is to show the influence of uh, American music to Jamaican music and Jamaican music to American music. So I have a, a violinist by name of uh, Majed who will be um, taking some Dan Drummond's compositions and putting his own expressions to it, all right? And another saxophonist by the name of Nigel Innes. Nigel Innes is from Trinidad. So it's not a Jamaican thing, okay? Again, it's a mixture. It's a mixture because even in the early days with these, you had people from Trinidad, from uh, Barbados, right? Who contributed to the development of, of music in, 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 um, in Jamaica. You have Carlos Malcolm. Carlos Malcolm was not Jamaican, right? I think Carlos Malcolm was from um, either Bar Barbados, I believe. And you had, um, uh, I'm trying to remember the guitarist right now, who was from Trinidad, who made a tremendous contribution to the music. Okay, so we're going to have a mixture of everything. And I myself, I'm a saxophonist, and I'm going to have a six-piece um, horn section band there that will be presenting the music the way it should be presented. Ah, so it's a mixture, Caribbean culture, Jamaican influence, different yes. types of reggae music. And of course, as you just mentioned, you're a saxophonist. So, you know, right. you're going to add your own element to this event. All right. So. Right. As, uh, as one thing, as, as my mentor Roland Alfonso told me, you know, music really, it, it, it's supposed to have 12 songs, right? 12 songs. 12 sounds, but, right? But there's a there's a 13th sound. You know what that 13th sound is? I have no idea, but I'm sure I'm <laughs> going to hear right now. <laughs> your, your your sound, your uh, expression, your way of expressing, putting all those 13s together to create your sound. That's what that 13th sound is. And that's very important. All right. So the True Tribute Organization Foundation, really interesting lineup of events honoring our jamaican and caribbean culture yes yes where you're gonna have live music and persons will be honored posthumous what is that word posthumously posthumously yeah and those will others will be in person all right, right. so the in concluding for those persons who want to be a part of this program want to be involved in this event. It is the Jamaica Music Experience and True it, Tribute Organization Foundation Awards. Right, yes. It will be held at the right. Adel, it will be held September 10th, mm -hmm. 2022 at Adelphi University Performing Arts Center from 7 to 10 p.m. Um, tickets can be... Um, uh, purchased at VP Records in Jamaica Avenue, Queens. VP Records, Sam's Caribbean Marketplace. That's in Hempstead, New York. And on Eventbrite. When they go on Eventbrite, you could type in True Tribute or you could type in the Jamaica Music Experience and um, this will send you to, to those sites. Or you could go to the True Tribute website. 
tto.org tto.org okay so there you have it uh this very interesting event that is in its uh fourth year right mr leroy okay, okay this is um well actually eight years Okay, it started in 2014. The inaugural event was 2018. But due to the pandemic and everything like that, I used that time to make a lot of improvements to the event and put a nice team together. And um, now we're having the second uh, inaugural event um, on the 10th. All right, so we wish you all the best from Impact in Jamaica. And we hope you continue to preserve and protect our... Jamaican and Caribbean music and our culture. Uh, Leroy, thank you so much for joining us on Impact in Jamaica, and we wish you all the best. Uh, Miss Hill, I would like to thank you very much for inviting me. I'd like to thank all your staff at Impact, and um, I will continue to, of course, communicate and update you on the progress that we're making. Uh, here and also uh, one important thing before I said, where I'm also going to be um, working closely with Java and uh, Mr. Frankie Campbell, who's doing some fantastic things with Java there in Jamaica. So True Tribute is going to do everything to uh, work closely in assisting um, Java in what they're doing, the efforts that they're doing in Jamaica. Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.